I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Hi, everybody. It's Shanti here. It is Thursday, I think, <laughs> October 5th. And um, you might have noticed that there wasn't an episode. We usually release our episodes on Wednesday. And um, we didn't release one this week. Um, Most of you probably already know or can understand why Um, Tom Petty died this week, I think, that might be the first time that I said that out loud. Um, I think maybe I texted it once to one person who I thought maybe wouldn't have known. But um, yeah, so I was working on Monday and um, I actually had a a really beautiful and interesting day that day. Um, I was working in a grade one classroom and I was working in a classroom, in the classroom that I taught in two years ago. So I taught in that classroom two years ago, a grade one class, and I taught from September until February. And then that's when uh, the contract ended and I went to Nepal and Things kind of changed big time from there. It was really life-changing from there, but it was nice to be back in that classroom with just such beautiful children. And um, I really enjoyed my day. 
I was really present and I was really with them and there was one little boy in particular that from the beginning of the day um just sort of you know there we locked eyes and he was by my side for the rest of the day you know sitting together in the circle working together on the floor walking with me and on the playground at recess time and it was it was beautiful and I just considered it a gift for that day and then I went to the coffee shop that day and at the coffee shop that I go to to get my you know cookie and coffee whenever I'm working at that school George Harrison's All Things Must Pass was playing and I had just rewatched Living in the Material World with George Harrison and um, I love him. You know, I'm really big into John Lennon right now because I've been researching John and Yoko for an upcoming episode. But there's something about George Harrison um, that really kind of stuck to my soul as well. And so I thought it was interesting that All Things Must Pass was playing that day. And then I was on my way home and I was on the streetcar and I got kind of three simultaneous messages came in from three people that are, you know, some of the closest people to me. My cousin, my friend Kim, who is my Tom Petty girl. She was the one that I brought to the concert with me this summer, the one that I did the Tom Petty episode with, and Lynx. And uh, that's when I got the news that Tom Petty had been taken to the hospital and uh, so <laughs> I went on the internet and uh, that's when things kind of got, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, because I went online and there were already, you know, RIP Tom Petty. There was already articles. People had already started tagging me and things. But then there was some confusion and there was this and that. And so I just, I got off the internet. I just got off the internet. And, um, you know, it's not, I couldn't post anything. I couldn't talk about anything. I couldn't write anything. And uh, I was asking myself, why? Why can't I? Why, why am I so upset about this? Or, you know, with everything that's been going on and learning about Las Vegas that just happened. And, you know, why am I not feeling the same way about the 58 people that died and the 500 people that were injured that I am about this one person that has died. So I was really confused. I was really confused. I went to my yoga studio to go and work there and I got to talk it over a little bit with, um, you know, a teacher, you know, mentor who really helps me out with a lot of things. And she was telling me about, well, it is different. You know, you have a personal connection in a way to this, to this person, to this man. And even though I had never met him before, I was just, I don't know, I, you feel, you feel a connection, you feel a, a soul connection. So I just took the next couple of days to mourn, I guess, try to figure my thoughts out, try to understand a little bit of how I was feeling and what was going on and I guess what Tom Petty and what Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers uh, meant to me. And, you know, I read a lot of people's posts and a lot of it was 
how people really felt this connection to Tom Petty, this really mystical, magical, like otherworldly connection to him and his songwriting and the way that he's able to convey messages. And, um, you know, I think Tom Petty has always represented something to me and to a lot of people about, you know, magic on earth and in this world and how it can be real and there's not a lot of times that I'm seeing on you know my social media like friends of mine you know who are talking about this kind of magic and this kind of otherworldly and something that goes beyond just you know this everyday like experience or consciousness that we experience here and so to kind of see some people coming out and saying we'll be looking up to you in the stars now I you know it's kind of that uh that that thing that I've always felt about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and you know they are the biggest band in the world and um I don't know I'm sure a lot of you have seen this the movie Almost Famous but there's this scene where um, that band Still Stillwater brings in William Miller for the first time for his first backstage experience. And as they're walking through this big backstage arena area, you see all of these black um, things that are set up. <laughs> cabs, <laughs> things, cabs, um, with all of the equipment and you see all of the roadies and you see the groupies and you see everything backstage that, um, you know, back, back then and back in these arenas that you might typically find. And maybe you would find something like that back in the 70s with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But nowadays in 2017, like you just like that just doesn't happen at a show like that and with a band of that caliber. And so I've just been reflecting on the absolute magical experience that I had with Kim this summer and that we got to be in that space for this band that is untouchable. And how I got back there, you know, it's a lot of series of of events that, you know, started five years ago that then had placed me in that moment and I remember when I walked into the ACC through the back door and looking at all of those black uh, cabs with the white right like yellow writing that said Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers on it it was that same feeling and it was that same backstage arena experience but there were you know no groupies there were no people there were a couple of roadies not very many but it was pretty much empty but I was there and I had made it and somehow and for some reason Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Tom Petty had let me in to this circle and this area and I got and I and I felt a closeness in a way, and um, standing on the side of that stage and being so close, and then being up in front, it was an absolute gift. Then I will never forget it, never. And who knows if you know things 
<sighs> if the band would have continued to play on and as the podcast just continues to grow and become what it is, if I would have been let in a little bit more or closer, like you never know. I mean, but the one thing that Tom Petty always represented was this this mystery man, this magical man that followed his dreams and he never gave up and he believed totally in himself and the people around him and starting this podcast and finding links and and doing all of this stuff has really made me realize that I'm I'm the same way I can do the same thing we all can we we can we can go after what we want and and achieve our dreams and um meet people who we love and just become a part of everything that makes you excited to live and to be a part of this, to be a part of this world. And when I first started the podcast, I was um, on my own. And if you guys were with me from the beginning, and I know a lot of you were and have stayed and remained into our almost 50th episode, oh my God, um, you will remember that my first, the first picture was uh, the, da- the Damn the Torpedoes album cover that I ended up recreating. And the reason why I think I chose that that sign and that that symbol, that album cover was because I was going into this experience alone and I didn't have uh, a co-host that believed in me and who I got to believe in. And at least we had each other to go, well, you know, we both know that this is a good idea. It was something that I just jumped into on my own and I had to have complete faith and trust in myself and so I think that that image almost served as like a like a you can do it it was it made me feel powerful it made me feel creative it made me feel artistic and um, it made me just kind of have that spirit that Tom always had about just go off and do it you know Um, he he has that great quote do something you really like and hopefully it pays the rent as far as I'm concerned that's success and uh yeah man like Tom Petty was an angel he was an actual earth angel to me and his music got to me at a very young age when I was with you know, my dad and my brothers and my mom and we had this, you know, beautiful family and home and over the years, you know, things have changed very much with my family and, you know, like my dad's illness, but we've always been able to keep this music and we've always been able to use this language of music to connect and I've been lucky enough to see Tom Petty three times in concert twice was with my dad and um, you know just kind of going back to what John and Yoko um, what John would say about Yoko Ono that you know, she was the mother superior, mother nature, his mother, his sister, his daughter. I feel like Tom Petty is very much like the male archetype of that kind of thing in in my life for me. You know, he was the magician. He was the hierophant, um, like the emperor, the hermit, a dad, a brother. And then he really brought all of those elements in, in men kind of together for me. Um... When my friend, I had a best friend named Kayla, and she died of brain cancer. 
uh, two years ago now, um, every time the song Wildflowers would come on, I would think of her and I would feel like it was, you know, a message from her telling me that everything was all right. And, um, you know, Tom Petty's music really helps everybody make sense of human existence and to feel that spectrum of human emotion. And uh, he was really able to connect a lot of people. And so when I found out that he was no longer of the earth, he was not, you know, here physically in that body with us, and also just with everything else that's been going on, <laughs> I kind of thought about what um, this podcaster, Elizabeth D'Alto, I really, really like her. She has the Untame the Wild Soul Woman podcast. Um, she had said in one of her podcasts like weeks or months ago where she just went, you know what? I want to book my ticket to the stars. I'm done here. I can't. I don't want to live in a place that where people and humans treat each other like this, where there's just so much pain and there's just so much awfulness. And it made me feel that way too. Like I get, I get what you're saying. And I know it seems really dark to think that, but I mean, it's, it's a dark time, but I also am realizing that, you know, Tom Petty was a light worker. He made people feel all right. He made people feel connected. He made people feel human and more than human. And, you know, I know that I can't book my ticket. Um, just yet that while I'm here and while I do have this time that I have work to do and there's, there's work that I want to do. And, you know, just looking into that child's face the other day, it's like, it just reminds me of how important it is to, to stay here and to do good and to serve and to give and, um, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to, you know, do the things that I love and continue to make this podcast and connect with everybody. That's what I'm going to do. Um, the outpouring of love and support was insane. I couldn't believe it. It was almost as if I was getting messages as if I had lost a family member. Um from so many people that I love, friends that I haven't heard from for a while, um, men that mean a lot to me in my life, and, you know, the ones that I only mention sometimes but don't really get into too much detail about. Um, and then the fans and our listeners of our podcast who have been listening and who I didn't even realize, you know, have been listening so intently and have picked up on <laughs> my love of this band and this man. And uh, I'm sorry if I didn't respond more than just like a couple of heart emo emojis or X's and O's. I just haven't been able to speak or talk and I've just had a few days to to process but thank you, everybody, so much. It was such a nice, it was a gift. It was a gift to receive all of these messages from fans and friends and listeners and loved ones and everything. It was just this beautiful reminder that 
that I have a beautiful life and that, uh, you know, and to be grateful and to continue to do what I've been doing. Um, one thing that I haven't been talking about too much, you know, on my personal, um, you know, uh, Facebook account or social media or anything like that is, um, you know, what I've been doing this year with work. And uh, I had made the decision and I have made the decision that instead of going, instead of doing um, full-time teaching, I've been, you know, lucky enough to secure and procure a permanent teaching position with the school board. And I decided to not have a classroom of my own this year and that this is the time to look into doing what I love which is being with children and educating but to refine that and to continue to podcast but then also to refine that and to continue to work on you know my health and well-being and my yoga practice and really to refine that so this year um, I'm going to have a bit of a different kind of schedule and I'm going to do the things that I love and I'm going to take this opportunity and this kind of new beginning and this message from this man who always looked out for the little guy and who would always look for justice like he Tom Petty hated injustice he hated it when people got taken advantage of and he always stood up for the people that he loved and you know I want to take I want to take that and I want to continue to do that in my own life as well so if it means, you know, having another blog, but that's a little bit more incorporating who I am more on a holistic level, not just like a podcaster about like amazing women and groupies and muses, but also this side of me who's really, really more interested, not sorry, not more interested, but interested in looking more into education and equitable, equitable education and um, living a peaceful life and finding, you know, equanimity and balance and kind of bringing all of that stuff together in a place where I can have other meaningful connections and conversations with people. So I'm going to meditate more. I'm going to try to stress less. Um, I want to spread peace and if that's going to be through another kind of podcast or a blog or something, you know, I'm going to take some time to figure that out. And if you guys need anything, then I want to be here for you. But I definitely need to practice this piece in my life before I start to um, preach it on a more, on any kind of platform, I think. Um, Yoko Ono tweeted not too long ago that, my ultimate goal is to do my best every day so when I'm ready to pass away to the other side, I can say I did and I see myself smiling. So that's what I'm going to do. And um, no, I'm not going to book my ticket to the stars yet to go join George and Tom, but I'll stay here and I'm going to, you know, keep being inspired by women like Yoko Ono to live peacefully and spread that. I got some um, new 
new cards today. Um, and I was just looking through them quickly and I started to just pull out ones that really started to mean something to me. And I'm going to share them with you. And I'm just going to leave it there, but I think having another kind of platform will be a way to get into this side of myself and that I'll be able to explore more and then hopefully be able to explore that with you. So the cards that I chose were oneness, inner witness, higher knowledge, liberation, centering, fearlessness, nourishment, Transformation, Radiant Light, Self-Trust, Inner Guidance, Brilliance, Awakening, Release, Spiritual Truth, and Freedom. Another thing that um, I picked up today was uh, an Oracle deck, Oracle cards, and think that um, this card might sum up a little bit how I've been feeling and maybe how I've felt connected to this man or this band, <laughs> this band, but this man that I've never met before. And the card that I chose was Reunion of Souls. And this is what the card means. There's a school of thought that says before souls come to earth, we make contracts or agreements with other souls. At one point in time, we appear in each other's lives to assist those involved in learning a lesson, being a catalyst for a needed change, or to share in profound joy. When a person comes into your life to teach you a lesson, no matter the human form, no matter the human experience, this agreement is based in love. The human experience may have been painful and extremely challenging. Acknowledge the depth of love needed for this contract to take place and then let them go. The experience may have been profoundly moving, but ended abruptly and without reason. Again, be grateful and move on. Cherish the lessons and move forward into your life the way it was meant to be. So that's what I'm going to do. You know, time to move on. Time to get going. What lies ahead? I have no way of knowing. Right, Tom? Thanks for that. Um, so I love how a lot of people aren't really saying goodbye in their beautiful, eloquently written articles a lot of people are just saying thank you and so I think it is a big thank you uh, my friend Kim my Tom Petty friend Kim wrote a beautiful poem um, that I'm going to include with um, I think I was going to read it but I think I'm just going to just attach it to to how I am um, to what I post with this with this podcast episode um, thanks to Lynx for letting me kind of do this anyways she told me to take the week off and uh that if we needed to just be silent that that's okay so I really appreciate that links thank you she's someone who just really knows and and understands what what it means to to love a band so profoundly in in this way um links said to me that uh, she could tell that I needed some time. And she said, Others may not understand, but when you live and breathe music, these people are our closest friends, always there when you need them. She said, Our listeners know your connection to him as well. So thank you so much, Lynx, for that. I love you so much. 
And um, finally, I guess the last thing I'm going to say is the first song that I listened to, um, I haven't been able to listen too much, but the first song that I listened to and had a good cry after learning about the news was, I think the song is called Mystic Eyes, but... Tom Petty does it live on the Running Down a Dream. Um, and, he, and he does it live. And it's so beautiful. You can just look it up on YouTube or you can watch the whole thing. But you just feel the connection that he has with the crowd. And just look, watch what he's doing with his hands and just what he's doing with the air. And it's so beautiful. And there's a part in the song where he just kind of goes off and goes... And for just one moment, everything is all right. And I want to give that moment to you. I want to give it to you and look into your mystic eyes. And he has given so many of those moments to me and to people. And I think it just serves as a reminder, too, that what everybody is just searching for and looking for in our lives is just that moment that's that sometimes they're just brief they're just small they're so maybe fleeting but moments where you just feel it that despite what else is going on or what else is happening or any kind of like external things that are happening everything is all right and Tom Petty has given me those moments and reminding me to take those and I will continue to take those and um and to try to live as peacefully as as possible so again thank you for that um so what i'm going to do now is of course we're going to be releasing our episodes every week but um i'm going to head home i'm going to go spend some time with my mom um and i'm going to retreat a little bit into you know a quiet place to gather some resources for my what might come um I'm going to just work on making my body, my mind, and my soul as strong and unencumbered as possible. Um, And then when I kind of figure out what that's like and how to do that so that I can have lots of moments where everything is all right, then I'm going to be able to kind of pass that on to you. So thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for, for being there. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Talking to you listeners and friends and family and everybody. And thank you, Tom Petty, for everything. And my friends, I must leave you with this last thing. And that's that um, I had chosen a few cards from this shamanic healing oracle deck um, to kind of help me record this episode or to help me find some words to explain how I'm going to be moving forwards. And, you know, it's from from this deck that I have the reunion of the souls card. And then I look down at the book that has a more more descriptions of better descriptions, more detailed descriptions of the cards. And in the bottom right corner, 
is an illustration of a heart with wings. Kind of like Tom Petty's iconic symbol, his heart symbol with his guitar going through it. And I just have to say, (laughs) you know, thanks, Tom. Um, Thank you for this beautiful message. And just to let you guys know that the heart on this um, deck on in this book is it's full and it is not broken yeah thanks Tom thank you so much Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.